Well, welcome to the Crossing Church Rewind, brought to you by the teaching team of the Crossing Church in Westminster, Colorado, where we dive a little deeper and explore a little further the ideas and themes shared from this past weekend at the Crossing Church. My name is Pastor Nathan. I'm the creative arts. and one of the teaching pastors here at the Crossing Church. And joining me today, the one, the only... I am Pastor Mark. I'm the discipleship pastor here and this weekend's uh, speaker. What does discipleship pastor mean? I don't know. Neither do we. When, yeah, we'll, we'll let you know when we find out. <laughs> it's all good. And actually, the one and only. Yeah. Not just because you're so special, but it's, because literally... There's no one in seat three. There's, we, we don't have Pastor Brian with us. He is um, currently crying. Um, Probably driving back Just from Arizona. Full, sorry, he would say allergies. Full full allergy yeah. attack in the car on the way back from Arizona. He dropped off one of his twins yep. at college. He'll be back for like two days, and then he's yep. dropping his other twin off um, in Oklahoma, where the wind. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> There's never a better time to play golf with Pastor Brian than right after he <laughs> drops a kid off for college. You can play left-handed. So you're saying I have a chance. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm saying Avery, my three-year-old, has a chance. I've seen that kid swing. That's a, you If know, he makes contact, it could yeah. go the wrong way. Trust but, me, he's hit me in the shins before. Oh, he is a danger. Has he hit you with his head in the shins? Uh, no, I can't tell you the last time he, he hit me like that, but there have been a few times he's knocked yeah. the wind out of me. Yeah, the problem is right now he's at the wrong size when yes. he's leading with the head, like this yeah, sensitive areas he, that you try to protect. He, he needs to be about three inches taller and it would be okay. <laughs> but so just for today, you get, oh, and Pastor, the other reason, Pastor yeah. Leslie um, is still recovering from surgery. Yeah. Doing very well, though. Bored, I hear. Yeah, oh, bored out of her mind. But that's the update, doing well. Yeah, she uh, she actually, she texted, I think, the three of us, you, you myself, and uh, Pastor Brian last week when she was listening to last week's <laughs> podcast. Uh, and we just coo? said, yeah, coo? That was, that was the response from uh, <laughs> Pastor Brian. So, um, yeah, she's doing very well. Actually has a follow-up appointment today. Um, so get to go do that. And uh, she, yeah, she's making very good progress. So we, we feel good about recovery and all that. So that's the, awesome. the, the bills are starting to show up. Oh. So that's a fun time. But yeah, you know, so, other, other than that. So your allergies can flare <laughs> yeah, up. <right? laughs> yeah. Oh, no, it's more of just full on fetal position yeah. and screaming. But so for those of you listening to the podcast today, it is just hey. Mark. This is a very sensitive and myself. This is a very sensitive. <laughs> For those of you that know exactly where this song comes from, we apologize. Mark is clearly mini me. Yes. Just Again, I've been I've been called worse. <laughs> so it is just Mark and I today. We will be going over this past weekend sermon of which he preached. It was very very good. Um, You're paid to say that though. I am. Um, I would still say it. Without being paid, oh. but maybe not with a smile. Well, thank you. Yeah, sure. I'm glad, I'm glad it was we were okay. recording that, so we have that for, you know. <laughs> I'm going to edit this out of the podcast. Yeah, right? <laughs> we're not going live with it. Oh, but let's get into it today. The junior high class production of 2021. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's, that's what it feels like. I'm not getting rid of that sound. Every, I, no, every time. It, it sounds... makes me laugh. Yeah, I can visualize the graphic that they would be using on a screen <laughs> when that plays. And a star like, wipe. Yeah. Star oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep, absolutely. That's, For that's my exactly production nerds doing. out there, there you go. Well, the weird and wonderful news of the week is the WWW. Yeah, we, we've got a fun one this week. So we often talk about sports ball, you know? and <laughs> Sports ball. Sports that's ball. What, that's no. what our Canadian co-host it's calls true. it. It's, it's true. So this week, uh, we're dealing with some bowling balls. Now... First off, I have to say it happens in the state of Michigan. 
So that, there's your first clue. You know, okay. if anyone, I, would, I would have said Wisconsin if you'd asked me yeah, to guess. Yeah, that's fair. So there, there was a Michigan man who was out doing some work in his backyard. I guess he was expanding on either a deck or, or, or something. And so he was having to do a little bit of digging to expand the foundation. And he starts digging and he hits something relatively hard and he digs a little bit more around it and finds a bowling ball. <laughs> okay. He goes, all right, well, that's weird. So he just kind of sets it to the side and keeps digging. A little bit later, he hits something hard and, well. Did he find a bowling ball graveyard? Finds another bowling ball. You're not wrong. <laughs> he ended up digging and found 160 Holy bowling cow. balls in his backyard because it turns out. So he did, he himself did a little investigatory work. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Well, I was going to say he did some digging, but hey, there's a pun. So. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> All right, I, guess, well I guess you could say he did some digging. Uh. <laughs> For my CSI. There it is. Fans. CSI Miami. You can't see it, but we took our glasses off. That's true. At I that can't moment. see anything now. <laughs> well, so he uh, he did some investigating himself, and it turns out that uh, several decades ago, there actually was, believe it or not, a bowling ball plant. I didn't know this was a thing. Okay. Literally, all they do is just make bowling balls. Okay. And it turns out that when uh, it, it's actually harder to make bowling balls than you might imagine, I okay. I don't know the process. You know, I've not I've not uh, gen or you know jumped into that yeah, kind right. of. Right. Well, I'm I'm sure it's fascinating scientific stuff, endeavor. But, so many many of the balls that he was picking up actually uh, either were missing uh, you know stamps or there were cracks or chips in them or like the the hole where you would place your thumb just wasn't there and so he, he actually did some he did some work to find out that this plant that had been there closed in 2005 and they actually would take defects and they would just throw them away well when was this guy's house built i don't know it must, it must be fairly recent okay so what's interesting though is so he reached out to the company the company no longer exists but he was able to find somebody who who had worked there and it turns out that they actually would use bowling balls around their foundation because they work better than typical sand or concrete in certain areas when they are doing building projects. So literally they had a foundation of bowling balls under one of their sheds that had been demolished. And that's where his house had been built. I'm, there's a, those who build their houses on sand, those who build their houses on bowling balls comment in here somewhere. I haven't so, quite played it out so yet. So there but. you go. He, uh, he found 160. I, I, I can't even imagine finding one, let alone 160 bowling balls in your backyard. That would be quite surprising. Yeah. Like, Finding 160 of any one thing in your backyard that yeah. would be. So where I grew up, I grew up in a small town in Pennsylvania. And um, at one point in our history, my parents decided to open a sporting goods store. Right. Okay. Um, and it was literally right down the street, <laughs> right next to Tom the Barber. That's a whole other story for another day. We had Tom, <laughs> Tom the Barber. The one barber, you got three haircuts. High and tight, flat top, or buzz cut. Those are your three choices. Does, going he, st in does he still offer those? <laughs> he doesn't anymore. Oh, okay. Um, because I... Th I, I I, oh, I don't oh, think he's in oh, business oh, well, anymore. <laughs> and, and you got a, nun, a wonderful splash of Old Spice, whether you wanted uh, it or not, yes. when you were done. Um, but anyway, they opened up a small sporting store right next to it. Well, my brother and I would be there during the day, and we'd go out kind of in the back and play, and there was a lot of sand and things to dig up. Did you find a bowling ball? No, we found thousands of marbles. Oh, thousands. see, I wonder. I wonder if that's um, maybe so similar. We were, we, it was right next to what's called uh, molded fiberglass, which was one, oh, okay. of the, one of the only industries in the small town. Yeah, yeah. They made trays and right. they made everyone you know, worked there probably everyone worked yeah. there but like part of the waste yeah. would end up being turn it into marble marbles there and they go. just chucked them out in the backyard well, there you go. my brother and i were like we, th we, we thought we were rich. I yeah. Mean, thousands and thousands well, of marbles. you know, in the 1960s when you grew up, that's, you know, that's <laughs> marbles were worth quite a lot back then, weren't they? <laughs> that's, we traded them for chickens. That's how we fed our family. Yeah, there you go. 
See, not, you're you're now the oldest one here, so we can't make fun of Pastor Brian. <sighs> I know. You're welcome. It's true. You're it's welcome. True. I feel every morning when I wake up, I'm at that point in life now where you can injure yourself just by sleeping. It's true. Like, it's yeah. terrible. Like, yeah. oh, I, what'd you do? I slept. Yeah, I, I, slept I didn't wrong. know that I could get sports injuries <laughs> in my sleep, but who, here we are. <laughs> and speaking of age, like, I, I grew up, we had a bowling alley near us, the closest one, Penn Line Bowling, which is go. on the border of... Yeah. Um, Pennsylvania and Ohio. Did you have to set up your own pins every time you knocked them down? Almost. Really? You had to score by hand. Okay. Have you ever yes, done actually, the math? So, <laughs> yes, that actually, I took a, uh, a summer gym class just because like in high school, for some reason, you had to have one gym credit. So I did a you summer. Did bowling. No, well, that was one of the things. So you had to, we had like like eight or nine sports that we did over the span of like six weeks. And one, okay. one of the like three or four days was bowling and we had to learn how to score by hand. It is so convoluted yeah. and like, I, I actually got really good at it because I'm good with numbers, but I don't remember how to do it. I'm not sure Einstein knew how to do it. Wow. That's I fair. think they make it up. You, Maybe that's where E equals MC squared came from. It's actually a bowling, <laughs> it's, it it's might a bowling be. thing. Well, speaking of sports, and you know we're going to get into it because this is a little different because this is a lot of my friends who aren't sports people. This is the one time yeah. every four years where they're or like, every every two if you're into the winter. Yeah. yeah. Do we sure. count that? Although this was every five years. Well, yeah. To, every it, three years it, thanks it's, to COVID. It's weird to see the Tokyo 2020 stuff everywhere. It's like, yeah, wait a minute. It's, it's 2021. Yeah. <laughs> We're not paying for new graphics. Yeah, that's that's a lot of branding. Yeah. So the Olympics are on. Yeah. Uh, I love the Olympics. I love seeing the best athletes in the entire world competing at their sport. Like I maybe get some allergies every once in a while watching these people that have competed so hard become like these breakout, yeah. shouldn't have meddled. Uh, my favorite was, in a, and I believe it was a Colorado girl, yeah, yeah, yeah. 18 years old, yep. gets uh, the United States' first ever gold. It was Taekwondo, was Taekwondo, yeah. uh, which I've never watched a Taekwondo match <laughs> in my entire life. And it, it's Didn't know how to pronounce it until Just today. a lot of kicking, apparently. Yeah, um, it, it, it is. But the moment she realized she won. Oh, yeah. Like to see that and, and how a, she celebrates, amazing. yeah, um, it, it's amazing. I love that. We've got some some weird American uh, records here. Like, yeah. uh, we've got an was it air gun? I don't. Yeah. So what's it called? I don't. I, it, air rifle. Air I think rifle. Is what it was You're called. right. Yeah, That's right. The ten meter air rifle. He. It, this is another young kid from Colorado, actually. That like they interviewed him afterwards. He ended up winning the gold and set like an Olympic record. Uh, for points or whatever, and then they interviewed him afterwards, and he goes, man, I'm just happy to be here. I didn't think I was going to even be on the medal stand, let alone set an Olympic record. He said it didn't set in until he was on the podium with the medal around his neck. Oh, yeah. He just kind of realized, like, oh, I just won gold. That's got to be surreal for some of these yeah. athletes to just... Yeah, they, like, he was just happy to qualify. He yeah. wasn't even expecting <laughs> to place. This is how in deep I go to... Uh, I watched trap shooting <laughs> or skeet shooting Well, to be today. fair, you watched marble racing during COVID. <laughs> So see, there's my connection yeah, to see, marbles. There you go, marbles. <laughs> I watched I watched an American get his third gold ever in his life in skeet shooting in the Olympics. Which how do I mean every sport technically started the same way, right? Like where one guy goes, "Hey, watch this," yeah. and another <laughs> another guy goes, "I could do that." I could do better. And then yeah. the next thing you know, yeah. it's an Olympic sport. Yeah. And uh, I watched that. My I, I love the first week of swimming. Oh yeah. Um, I remember uh, when Missy Franklin from Colorado, from just down the yeah. street, not yeah. too far from here. 
like became this breakout star and right. like it was phenomenal. I remember watching the the four by one hundred relay where it didn't look like the American team was. Yeah, gonna... yeah. They actually they talked about that last night during some of the the yeah. preliminary stuff. They they replayed that uh, that particular race. It was intense. Like, and I'm, I'm like I can barely keep my head above water to, like, <laughs> to watch right? these guys I sink really good. Uh, yeah, the, the women swimming. Um, uh, Ledecky, uh, even oh, though yeah. she didn't win yesterday, like. Yeah one of the coolest interviews afterwards right. and she's like like a champion yeah. uh, I just I really get into yeah. uh, watching the Olympics there's something fun about it. I, I've recorded I think every single sport this year yeah we uh, so my wife and I actually uh, we were watching some stuff last night and I realized how I set up the DVR uh, I told it just to record everything. <laughs> so uh, I didn't realize that you could filter was, by sport. I was watching ping pong and badminton. The yeah, other day. well, like, so that that's not the problem. Badminton. Get oh, it right. Come on. Come badminton. On. Yeah. Somebody uh, made me a t-shirt. I, I should know. remember how to say yeah, that. Yeah, you should. Uh, the problem the problem with the DVR is there's there's 158 things for me to sort through last night. So we, we eventually just said, eh, let's just watch what's currently live. Uh, so we ended up doing that. Now, I will say... This is very different because my wife's Canadian. Oh, yeah. And it was a whole, like, there were races where she's like, come on, Canada. And I'm <laughs> like, like, what? It's like, you guys, do you even have water that isn't frozen <laughs> over up there? Like, what? How do you swim? But anyway, so yeah, it, it, it's been fun to get into. This has been a weird year for it, for sure. But Yeah, being a little late, it's, uh, <laughs> it was funny because uh, I turned on soccer uh, one afternoon, and I think it was a Saturday uh, and I think it was U.S. versus Netherlands, which did not turn out so well yeah. for the U.S. But anyway, uh, my six-year-old Camden's in the room, and she goes, "Oh, they must be practicing because there was no, oh, there's no crowd." Yeah, yeah. And I said, "No, this is the, you know, this is the Olympics. They're they're in Tokyo, and due to COVID, they've got different regulations. So we play by the rules that they're setting since they're the yeah. host country and da da da." And it was just, it is weird to watch. Yeah. Like you miss the watching some of the gymnastics uh, qualifying, right, and right. like there's just nobody in there. Yeah. It's just, that is surreal. Yeah, you expect, or even some of the races, you know, you hear the horn and everybody yeah. starts yelling. And last night it was beep. And then it's like, there's, <laughs> there's, there's, nothing. there's nothing. Like you hear all the shutters of the, the photographers going off. That's and it. And I'm, like, I'm excited uh, to be watched. There was a, oh, there's a gymnast. I'm trying to remember. She's like 36. It's like her sixth Olympics. Wow. She's from a country where there's not a giant gymnastics program. Okay. But she competes every year. Um, and it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Um, yeah, just cool stories like that. It is. And then just the whole surrealness again of there's no crowds. It's like preaching yeah. to a 9 a.m. church service here. At the, <laughs> I'm kidding. We love all our 9 a.m. Speaking of. Speaking yeah. of. Yeah. Look at that transition. <laughs> See, and you thought I wasn't prepared. Very smooth. Well, you weren't, but you know. I you can pull things out of my armpit better than most people. <laughs> this is a family podcast, can, Mark. Can we get that on a t-shirt? <laughs> This is a family podcast, oh, okay. Mark. Okay, that's fair. So speaking of, you were the preacher this past weekend, the preacher, the I teacher, was. the scholar. Yeah. Well, the, that's a strong word. That's, uh, you know, yeah. that's what I say. <laughs> well, thanks. Someone has to be. No, no you're, you're the one of the few with a uh, full MDiv on staff. Yeah, well, you you're, and your wife, you're getting there. About it's just 2073. You might get it by the time you're retired. I will say this. If, you, if you're looking to do advanced education, there's, you can always do it whenever. Yeah. It is much easier before you have kids. Right. I was right. knocking classes out. Boom, boom, oh, boom, yeah. boom. Had one kid slowed down a little. Yeah. Had my second kid. I took a three-year break. Well, Avery's like the equivalent of like 1.7 kids or something like that. He is adorable. Yeah. What are you talking Most about? Most days. Most days. He knows he's adorable. That's the problem. That's actually the problem. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Like he, okay, so quick story. He peed his pants yesterday. Um, <laughs> this is a family podcast, mate. Come on. <laughs> he peed his pants. He's almost four, and he's yeah. pretty it well happens. potty trained. It happens, yeah. But like. I had asked him, 
five times because yeah. we can tell when he has to pee because he he'll sit on the ground and bounce. Does he do the down? Yeah, the dance. He just bounces. Yeah, yeah. He just bounces. I'm like, you have to go in. He's like, no, I don't. And no, I don't. And he kept yeah. fighting, fighting, fighting. I'm like, whatever. And then um, doesn't say anything. Oh no. I'm laying on the couch. He brings something over to oh, me, no. and I reach for it and no. accidentally like touch. Is it like, wet? Oh, buddy! Like I accidentally touched like his belly or oh, whatever. No. It's just soaking, just soaking wet. So I mean, I get Blech. angry. Blech. I get mad, and he's like, "I didn't know." I'm like, "I told you you had to yeah. go." Da, 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 da. Anyway, all that. I go upstairs. Um, he goes and finishes going potty in the bathroom. Yeah. I come downstairs with new clothes, and he comes out and he just goes, "I'm, I'm really sorry, Daddy." Oh man! And just the and I'm like so angry. I'm more yeah. angry in that moment because right. he's right because so he's adorable. Cute. Yeah, like no, no, no. You have to learn. But yeah. oh my goodness, yeah. yeah, he is. He is a little um, yeah handful. Kids are great, but that's because I get to give them back at the end of the day. Yeah. So. Yeah, people are like, I bring them into the office every morning. They're like, why do you keep, why do you let them get candy first thing in the morning? Because <laughs> they go to preschool. I don't have to yeah, deal right? with them. That's not my problem. <laughs> so, anyway, speaking of this past weekend, we were continuing on in our series, The Art of Neighboring. The Art of Neighboring. Next door, The yep. Art of Neighboring. And you, uh, so we started with Pastor Brian, or sorry, I kicked it off yeah. with yep. a very practical, how is my neighbor? Yep. We know who is our neighbor based right. on scripture. And then we narrowed it down from literally everyone yeah. to those immediately in front of us. Correct. Uh, and then pastor Brian talked about what about those divine appointments that we have, like when we're on a plane or, or when I'm sitting <laughs> or when you're next at water to, world or, or I was yeah. at the Bay in Broomfield. Oh, yeah, it's a bay, water park sorry. or yeah. when you're to water park with your kids. And yeah. now I know, um, a 63 year old man's life story. Yeah. I thought he might show up this weekend. Cause we got talking about that would have been pretty cool, but like maybe he snuck in. I, don't I know. didn't, I feel terrible. Cause I didn't, want to talk about any of you I'm just like, i'm just trying to watch my kid face man just people see you and say well time to tell my life story i know the life story of this guy paul from he's 63 he is uh now a school teacher and loves it um he's a uh, so does that mean you get to put in two different colors of balls this week <laughs> i do actually i put in all three because we oh, got okay. talking about because he also goes well i'm a recovering catholic which uh, is a funny joke uh, catholics are christians we're not yes. going to get into yeah, that yeah, debate yeah. but he, you know, so we have that and he's at a congregationalist church in Connecticut. He's from Connecticut. Oh, okay. So and he was a military brat growing up. Like I know this yeah, guy's yeah, yeah. life story. Yeah, you could write a book on him. <laughs> I know the life story of the paint mixer at Lowe's. <laughs> I don't know how this you happened. Just have, you just... his, his kids moved to New Zealand and he was waiting. This was right before COVID. So oh, I don't know okay. if he ever got to go. Yeah. Like I learned he, he was a, a vet and yeah. like, I didn't ask. I just like, can I get periwinkle blue, please? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's that's what that man periwinkle blue. Oh, this guy must just be soft and sensitive, yeah. and he can hear that. He can bear this. And we always get to that point where it's like, so what do you do for a living? I'm like, ah, I'm a I'm a pastor. I'm a pastor. Yeah. No, actually, it depends on the situation. Yes, it does. Like if you've been golfing with strangers and they ask, that's that's, <laughs> that's the best what, time. That's one of my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> they just get white and remember everything yeah. they said the last well, six holes. To be fair, I, I learn a lot of new words when I go <laughs> golfing with people I don't know. <laughs> I only have Tourette's when I'm golfing. <laughs> yeah. So Brian talks about the divine appointments, which whether I like them or not show up in my yeah, life, I know. Um, and both of those guys did get invited to the crossing. Yeah. Um, neither of them showed up, but it yeah, you know, happened. Right. And here comes Pastor Mark in week three of this series. And where, where do we go? What, what did we talk about? So we, we had been uh, approaching this, this topic and this idea of, you know, church uh, as we currently know it uh, has been changing and evolving uh, and, and just in the way that the church functions. Uh, and, and so we, we, got into this idea of what does it look like to create or to be a part of community beyond the four walls of the church? 
and and there were there were a couple of reasons that we we dove into this is and one it's because of in the American church um, we are seeing kind of a, a progression of stats and, and numbers that honestly are pretty terrifying um, you know so I brought up how many hours there are in a week 168 hours in a week uh, if we are lucky we are seeing people for one hour a week. So there's 167 hours that we have no connection to them whatsoever um, if we are relying on just them showing up into the building. Uh, and, and so we talked about that a little bit. We talked about how in then in the course of a month, you're looking at like 700 some hours, um, if my math is correct, uh, on, on average. But you know we have some people who are only attending once or twice a month. So it, it's hard for us to be able to... to share the things that we need to share and to talk about the things that we need to talk about if we are relying on the walls of the church to be the thing that constantly is, is sharing this information and bringing people to Jesus. And so we, we kind of talked about, um, you know, and, and there's nothing wrong with the walls of the church. I, I, I want to say that. I want to clarify that, that there's some incredible work that can be done in a church building. And we've seen that and we will continue to see that. Um, but if we truly are to understand this concept of community and neighboring and, and all of this stuff, we have to understand that the walls of the church, uh, you know, they cannot hold the message of Jesus Christ. They, and oh, they, they never were intended to. Yeah. Um, and so what does it look like to create community to facilitate what that might look like beyond these walls uh, is kind of what we started to get into. And so we, we talked about uh, one of the things that kind of has gotten in the way are, are the walls of other Mm. Uh, and, and what we identify as others, just someone who is, is different, whether they think differently, look differently, talk differently, whatever it might be, uh, that we, we often give them this label when really in, in retrospect, no, they're just the same as us. They are human. They are God's child. Um, and so we have to, we have to navigate that and, and recognize that community is diverse. Community is made up of a lot of different people. Um, it, it's kind of a, uh, while there are communities of people who are who are like-minded and act very similarly, um, those aren't the strong communities. And so we, we need to be able to incorporate all kinds of backgrounds, all kind of uh, of you know perspectives and and uh, just you know histories even with our people when we are talking about community. Um, and and because let's be honest, your neighbors probably are not all that similar to you. You might have similar interests or, or have gotten to know each other. Yeah, but, but we're not the same. Yeah, you're not the same. So how we can't expect for them to to be just like us, and but we're still called to experience community with them. Well, and, and the early church was, and we'll get a little bit into some of <clears throat> where I'm going next week, so yeah. you guys still have time to not show up because I'm <laughs> preaching next week. Yeah, well, uh, if you give the 30-second synopsis, they don't need to show exactly. up. Exactly, so. but that, that moving, the early church was, it was a diverse community. Yeah. That early church in Acts was uh, made up of a couple different, essentially religious groups, yeah, yeah. right? Like it wasn't just, it was Jews and Christians and there were some from the outside yep. and, and they didn't all believe exactly the same, right. but they, they functioned as one right. family. And and multiple backgrounds. I mean, wealth, wealthy and not wealthy, slave, uh, you know, owner of slave. I mean, right. like would they all were gathering together at some point. You can't get much more diverse no, than that. And, and too often our, our modern churches are very homogenous. Yes. We're very... Uh, similar, yeah. um, not identical, right. but you, you know, the, it's the, the old adage that birds of a feather flock together. Right. There, there's right. some truth in feeling comfortable sure. um, with what you are familiar with. Sure. Um, but I don't think that's the aim of the modern Christian yeah. church. And, and we're probably missing out by, oh, yeah. by remaining homogenous or, or, or at least not, not being intentional about what does it look like to maybe find a different perspective or, or, or even just something that's a little different than what we are. Yeah, I mean, we and we tend to have this idea that 
and this this is I think more of a human thing and not just a specifically uh, American thing. But sure. you know, we we tend to do my my context is only American. Um, but what we know, yeah, is what is right. Yeah, like and we don't want to break those and, walls and down. Comfortable and comfortable, and, yeah. right? So we don't want to you know no ev- the whole world should be like me, right? Uh, essentially, in what I believe and what right. I, and how I act and right. how I raise my kids or how I you know watch the Olympics or, right. <laughs> or whatever or how I go octopus fishing. Either yeah, way, right? Um, but that is not the model that is set forth in Acts yeah. through the ministry of Jesus. Yep. Uh, you know, Jesus was a Jewish man in a Roman occupied territory yeah. that talked about loving people from essentially different religions, yeah. right? Like the Good Samaritan, that guy believed completely different right. than the group he was telling, hey, you should be taking right. care of this person. Right. So I think it would we would do well to begin to identify, as you say, where we put those walls up, where yeah. the others are. Yeah. Well, and that even, you know, you, you bring up the, the book of Acts and, and the early church starting in that. I mean, even think of Pentecost, what was happening there. I mean, if you're if you're unfamiliar with this narrative, it's the disciples are preaching and teaching and the Holy Spirit is doing an incredible work and all of these people who are gathered are hearing it in their own language. And I mean, from what we can tell, I mean, this is not like one yeah. or two languages. There are a bunch of people who are gathered here who typically wouldn't even be able to understand one another. And yet, you know, in those moments, we hear, you know, a, 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 I think the languages, a great number was uh, added to their number that day. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, I mean, that that's diversity. Well, that and is, I've always understood it as um, that's like the reverse Tower of Babel. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So the Tower of Babel humanity is trying to get to God right. and we become scattered. Right. Pentecost is God coming to man and yep. we're united. Yep. So yeah, there um, you go. Boom. Boom. You just got the entirety of scripture from Genesis all the way through like, you know, acts, acts. right there. Eh, we can talk about revelation if you want. It's an easy <laughs> book to understand. I'm actually, Oh gosh. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm actually working on that with a group of our uh, young adults right now. I think it's a fascinating book. Yeah. I think we've, uh, we've, we, have, we have misinterpreted a lot. We've done a disservice yes. to the faith with yes. how we've, with how we've been so staunch in understanding it right, and not listening to maybe right. a wider a group of voices yeah. on that um, as well. But yeah, uh, I mean, identifying who we are othering in, in yeah. a sense, who yeah. we're building a moment. And you did really good to talk. Um, it's, it's not just believers and non-believers, right. but it was like, right. you know, I'm pushing for, and um, you know, when was the last how, time? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I sneezed. That's I'm a pushing. weird number. <laughs> yeah. uh, when was the last time I sat down yeah. with a 16 year old yeah. and talked about faith. Yeah. Uh, when was the last time I sat down with a 90 year old yeah. and talked about faith? Yeah. And that's, and that's something that, you know, speaking of uh homogenous church, you know, and what that looks like, that is one of the things that American churches, the ones that do it well, do it really well, but the ones who don't do it just, I mean, it's non-existent is this multi-generational ministry and, and this ability to reach across the, the, the aisle to reach across again, breaking down that barrier, uh, that perceived barrier of other and saying, Hey, you are a child of God. Let's talk about this. Let's be in relationship. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's, that's something that churches all over the country are saying we need to be better about that. And I think that will be the potential saving grace for the evangelical church yeah. in the next hundred years. Yeah. Um, I mean, you gave the stats. We're we're dying. Christianity oh, yeah. in, in a whole is dying. American Rapidly. American evangelical churches are shrinking. Yeah. Um, I think the I, th- I think personally the solution is going to be an aim towards multicultural, yep. multi generational churches, and not just not just 
church leaders giving their perspective and hoping right. to collect right. <laughs> diverse pieces. Right, right. It, it, like one of the books I read, it talked about uh, in multicultural churches is you're not trying to collect colors, right? Like so that they're just like tapestry yeah. on the right, wall, but right. like you're giving them equity to speak into yeah. how this ministry goes, how yeah. certain things are, how cultures come at this differently. And I think we need to do that across generational lines as well. And I think that'll be the only hope uh, to, to basically try and recreate that early Acts church yeah. for the future of the American church. Yeah, that was uh, one of the things I mentioned actually yesterday was typically over the... Actually, I just talked about building a multicultural church and then said the American church. Well, so like, you know, I, yeah, I, 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 we know okay. what you mean. I got there. Yeah, but the the um, typically in over the last several centuries, actually even... Um, the health of a church you could tell based off of the two youngest generations. Um, and that's really, you know, particularly within the American church that that's been uh, accurate. Um, but we've seen that. And the two youngest generations in the church right now are just disappearing. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're just, they're fleeing as about as quickly as they can. Um, so it, it becomes something that, you know, while that might be a, that might be a red flag. It's a, what I said yesterday was, um, Let's not point blame. Let's not, you know, because yeah. that, that's not what we want to do. Instead, we need to ask the question, why is this happening? Yeah. And and once we identify that and we we listen to those individuals who are saying this isn't for me, um, you know, then we can begin to discuss and understand, ah, okay, this is what's actually happening in, yeah. in our churches. And I think, and I'm going to speak a little bit about it next week, just to piggyback off you. Um, so if you hear the sermon before uh, the first week of August, just don't come to church, because, <laughs> or if you hear this podcast before, because yeah. you've already heard the sermon. There you go. Um, this idea that there are, there's a staggering statistics that people aren't claiming to be religious. Yeah. But the idea that they're not spiritual in any way or not seeking something is is wrong. Yeah. In fact, they are seeking maybe more than right. generations before them. Right. Uh, the reason that they're not wanting to claim to be Christian is the example that right. we uh, as a church have set for the last two, right. 300 years right. or, or more, um, you know, because they, they have access to the Bible. Yeah. They yeah. read it and go, they, yeah. but that's not what I see played yeah. out in church. That's not, the, that's not the God that I would expect to hear from you. Yeah, they're yeah. more interested in Jesus yeah. than they are the church. Right. Uh, and right. I think that's that's squarely on my shoulders. That's squarely on your shoulders. Yeah. That's squarely Absolutely. on those of us who, who call ourselves church leaders to figure out how we can listen better, how we can engage them better. Because, yeah. yes, the, the, the walls of the church aren't meant to hold Jesus. I get that. But there is an aspect from the early church example of community together yeah. that is huge that yeah. we need to try and figure out how to recreate. Right, yeah. And, and I think that's that's an important note. We're, we're not just saying, you know, get out of the church like and, and go be Jesus elsewhere. Like there's, there's, there is something unique and something uh, in, incredibly transformative about coming together in a worship setting in a way that you can, you can learn and, and share with one another and fellowship with one another. Uh, and, and that, that is something that still holds true to this day. Yeah. Um, and, and we, we have to, we have to figure out how to, approach that in a way that is not, uh, it's not scary for people. It's not, you know, cause that's, let's be honest, that that's been kind of the, the pattern for a lot of people. They hear, you know, they hear, Oh, you want to come to church? And there's already a barrier. There's already a wall that has been put up. Uh, and instead, you know, and that's something we're actually hoping to, to do at the end of August, um, is to create, uh, a way for people to be invited here, um, but not threatening, not, you know, Hey, don't worry. We're not going to ask you to like convert the second that you're in our doors. Um, no, 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 not the second, but like yeah, 10, like 10 maybe minutes. 10, yeah. 10 minutes after your first donut. Right, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been, I've been converted a lot then. <laughs> Just... You might need to deconvert a little bit. 
I'm just kidding. Oh man. Hey, Speaking just... of which, two <laughs> different staff members brought donuts in today. Two on on a day that like there's not even a whole lot of us in the office either. I know, and nobody talked about it. Nobody said we're bringing donuts. Just two dozen donuts have shown up this I even, morning. I even ate breakfast before I came too, and I'm just like, oh no! Like now there's. I'll admit. Have you ever heard of second breakfast? I got I got here before the donuts, and I didn't know anybody was bringing donuts, yeah. so I raided the the leftover vacation Bible school <laughs> snacks and got a nutty buddy there's and some, some cookies. Oh, here's here's a question. Breakfast of champions. How do you eat a nutty buddy bar? You One. just bite. No, right yeah, animal. Just like, just like a Kit Kat. You just animal. bite right into it. No, you eat them one layer at a time. Like Come string on. cheese. You bite right into uh, the middle. I'm done. I quit. <laughs> I quit. I'm going home. Uh, well, speaking of kind of this multicultural, multi-ethnic, multi-generational model, one of the best examples, I and it, it fits, we come back full circle, but thinking of like the opening and closing ceremony of the Olympics. Yeah. Every four to five-ish years, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> However, depending on global pandemics, right. to have a nation display their culture, yeah, display their heritage, invite the rest of the world in, um, and showcase it is phenomenal. Um, and it's part of the reason I love the Olympics. Yeah, is we get to see this played out. We get to see uh, the diversity. And, and I, I always. Um, remember how terrible I was at geography. Every opening. <laughs> That's a country. That, that, what is that? Where is that? How do you pronounce that? And I found out I should have known this, but I didn't. Uh, during the opening ceremonies, when all of the countries walk in, yeah. um, the host country is always first. Right. The next two hosts are second and right. third. Right. And then and then it's alphabetical, alphabetical based on the host country's correct understanding of the country. Correct. So they yeah. could you know however they whatever name they call us yeah. Yeah. is is when we. Yeah. Well, we've, we've probably been called worse things, but, you know, just... <laughs> but just because I love the Olympics yeah. and I love to see the competitive competitiveness and the spirit of it, there's some really dumb <laughs> <laughs> Olympic competitions. Yes, yes there are. Um, and I'm not judging these people's ability to yeah. be the best at that thing. Yeah, I still couldn't do it. I, I definitely could not do most of them. Yeah, there's a couple Winter Olympic sports I'm thinking of. I'm well, like, you know. So, but like there is, have you ever heard of horse dressing? Is that where you, is it like a tea party? You, no, put, you well, put a dress on a horse? They and, are fancy. Yeah. But it's basically horse dancing. Oh, like yeah. I have seen this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, I'm not making fun of the people for to them. dedicating yeah. their lives to this. Yeah. Um, they are way better than I ever could be at it. It's yeah. just one of those things. Like, why is this an Olympic sport? Can you imagine like, yeah, I got a gold medal in Tokyo. Oh, for what? Uh, dressing my horse. <laughs> like... <laughs> Dancing in a field on a horse. like It's like, wait, you can get medals for that? <laughs> well, and then for years, wrestling was not an Olympic sport. Yeah. Which was the original Olympic right, sport. Right, right. Bunch like, of greased up dudes <laughs> fighting each other. Yeah, that, that's what I think of when I think of the Olympics. <laughs> I mean, for years, yeah. that wasn't yeah. an Olympic sport. Right. And now it's back. Uh, softball's back too. There's, there's a bunch back. of things that have been making it's, a return. Uh, yeah, I mean, badminton is an Olympic sport. <laughs> Um, table tennis is an Olympic sport. Yeah, right. Goodness, there is no oh, way. Oh, I can't. I, I, I'm decent at ping pong. There's zero chance that I could keep up with those guys. Yeah. And then like some of it. Okay. Can I be honest? And I know this is going to sound terrible. I'm not judging. This is a family show. Because I know track and field athletes are tr tremendous, but I'm yeah. just trying to figure out 
It's like, hey, I can throw this heavy ball further than you for shot put. <laughs> and you see this long slender thing with a pointy end? Yeah. Bet I can throw it further than you. Like, I'm in my head. I'm imagining. Why, did, why does this sound like most of these sports were developed in Ireland when two drunk guys got together and just said, hey, I bet I can throw this further. <laughs> that's, that's, how, how, that's how all competition starts, yeah. really. Uh, but even still. Yeah. These are world-class athletes. It's tremendous to watch them compete. It's tremendous to stay up till 2 or 3 in the morning right. to watch table tennis. <laughs> Thank goodness for DVR. Or badminton right. or whatever it is. Or the steeplechase, which is a weird running thing yeah. with one hurdle that goes in the water afterwards. <laughs> uh, I love it. I love watching all of it. But what do you think? If you could go back and dedicate your life to this sport. To, to, one, to, to one, one sport, Olympic sport. One Olympic sport. What Olympic sport do you think you could have maybe competed in i won't even say meddling right. let's just say compete in what's, at an olympic level what's what's the one where they roll around with the ribbon and <laughs> the they're, rhythm, they're wearing rhythm, the rhythm rhythmic gymnastics that i could do I, ha I have a beat sort of i don't know if you could make the team i don't think i could fit into the leotard. i would imagine it would look a lot like will ferrell <laughs> in blades of glory yeah like I what's wrong with that <laughs> What's wrong with that? I've, or got actually, the, I've got the tights and everything, man. Come didn't, on. Didn't he do rhythm gymnastics in old school, the I movie? So. Uh, didn't oh, he have, yeah. He I might think have. he did. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be... That would be it for me. I think rhythm gymnastics. Rhythmic gymnastics. I can't, you know, I'd, well, I'm not good with horses, so, you know, that, that's out. Although, you know, if you could petition for juggling to become Ooh, an Olympic sport. Is that a thing? Not right now. It could be. But... It could be. Horse dressing is. Right, so. Wow, that's fair. Ooh, what about juggling on a horse? I have now that. All right, new sport. Juggling flaming swords. Did, all right, well, I stopped it. I stopped at torches because swords are pointy. <laughs> the torches are on fire. Yeah, but if you grab the wrong end, it's only hot for a little bit. <laughs> it's only hot till you drop it. Yeah, it only cuts you till you drop it too. Yeah, if it's that's a sword. true. So thanks for still listening. So <laughs> wait, so what's yours though? What's the sport? <sighs> Honestly, I mean, let's be honest. If it was winter, we'd all say curling. It's it would be curling yeah. in winter because like any sport that looks like you're just a dad in the backyard. Yeah, like. Cornhole, yeah. maybe? Is that uh, an Olympic sport? I'd be down for that. Well, if curling's an Olympic sport, why, why isn't, isn't cornhole? cornhole? Like, yeah. I feel like that should yeah. be up there. Sponsored by Johnsonville Bratwurst. That's, <laughs> I don't know why, okay. but that's that's the no, official sponsor. That's who's, and I've watched a lot of cornhole and marble racing yeah, when yep. sports were yeah. you know kind of killed. It was tough. Anyway, but, so Olympic sport. What is it? Maybe, maybe some form of skiing. Um, okay. I didn't grow up near ski hills to really go, and right. we didn't have the money to like go sure. to Vermont or sure. here to Colorado, but like picked it up pretty naturally. Yeah, I hear you have pretty big hills in Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> we're just like, wee, okay, uh, back to the done. top. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe maybe something along the lines okay. of curling. All right. uh, there, there's probably very few. Uh, I, I guess oh, You know what? No, solo synchronized swimming. I think I could compete. That's a real sport. <laughs> is it really? Solo, no. solo, there's nothing to synchronize, is there? Yeah, well, it's if just, that's the case, if water that's the case, dancing. I'm, yeah, I'm just going to cannonball and just sit there. That's interpretive dance. I'm going to sit <laughs> at the bottom of the pool for 45 You don't seconds. understand my art. Yeah, come on. So, <laughs> But tell us, what, what Olympic sport do you think we could have competed at <laughs> just yeah. by oh, listening man, to these podcasts? To That'd be hilarious. Yeah, email us. Email us at podcast at crossingchurch.org. Make us t-shirts that say <laughs> badminton. badminton. I was pretty good at badminton, but do you... It, the thing about watching the Olympic badminton is they wind up and they swing as hard as they can and it just goes whoop. Yeah. <laughs> like, like six like feet. You just dislocated your elbow just to send it like uh, halfway across the court. Those are some of my favorite handball, which is a weird sport yeah, to watch, that which is, is a like a one. strange combination between basketball and hockey. 
Um, like you can only take three steps Again, before I'm a dribble. Again, I'm willing to bet it was a sport that a bunch <laughs> of Irish dudes got together and said, hey, let's make this a thing. Uh, 90% of the modern Olympic sports were probably created in the Guinness factory. Yeah, probably. Also, think about this. You ready? Here, we'll leave you with our biblical thought of the day, which oh, is a new no. segment I just made up. <laughs> it, I'm concerned that it's you bringing it. <laughs> <laughs> there was a chance that some of our New Testament characters that we love and adore had the ability to at least attend an Olympic game. Yeah, you're right, actually. I don't know about compete. That is true. I, I don't know if Paul could throw a heavy ball off his shoulder or a javelin. Yeah. but Well, he wrestled with the spirit. He might have been able to wrestle with some other guys. <laughs> <laughs> and that's our spiritual thought of there the day. There it is. Brought to you by the Crossing <laughs> Church. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us for another episode of the Crossing Church Rewind. As always, you can find more information about our church at crossingchurch.org. Be sure to check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Or if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or you want to talk Olympic sports, and Paul wrestling in the Greek Olympics, email podcast at crossingchurch.org. And if you want to financially support the ministries of the church, you can do that a lot online at crossingchurch.org slash give. You can always check out old messages uh, or last week's message by going to crossingchurch.org slash messages. can never get that right. But thanks for checking in with us this week. Thanks for listening, for taking a moment to share this podcast with your friends and your family or maybe your neighbor. And tune in again next week. Cool.